everything that you go through and learn from it and grow and figure out how you can make it work for you and the co-parent. Give the other person grace, man, because it goes a long way into how willing you are to communicate with the other person. If Steve shows me a little bit of grace, then I am more willing to tell him other times that I mess up and vice versa. Don't you Mm -hmm. agree? Mm -hmm. Like it just makes such a big difference. And that's any relationship, but becomes so important in a co-parenting relationship. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. I did. I did more of that, I'm sure. I like how you like whisper sometimes and we can't hear you I'm on the podcast. <laughs> tired. You're tired? Mm-hmm. Why are you tired, Steve? Why are you tired, Steve? <laughs> Just because it's been a long weekend. Yeah, tell us about your weekend. What do you want to know? <laughs> Steve how long was a, the drive? Steve went on a trip this weekend. <laughs> I got skunked. Yeah, that's what Sprayed I Sprayed by a skunk. Where were you at? I was in Tri-Cities in wine country in Washington. Tri-Cities. And I've been there. There's a skunk. Watch out for him. <laughs> he will spray you. The second you step outside the hotel door, mind you, I literally walk outside the hotel, take five steps, get sprayed by a skunk. The hotel guy. Those guys got to get that cleared up. Yeah. Jerks. Did you smell so good the rest of the weekend? So good. I had to buy new clothes because I didn't pack any others. So Steve was explaining to me that skunk smell when it's on you is a lot different than skunk smell in the air. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It has more of like a poop smell tied into it. <laughs> it's like skunk smell and poop smell tied into one, and it's on you. It's a it's a real Gross. thrilling experience. That's and gross. it lingers wherever you go. Like, so did you? I so you walked into your hotel room. Then the hotel room stunk. So did you I went switch and hotel room? Something out of the car, and then the car stunk. I didn't even get in the car. We didn't switch hotel rooms. We just you just dealt it. with. We it. made that little potion off the internet and sprayed it down everywhere. Potion number nine. Love potion number nine. I didn't get that <laughs> one right. Sorry, people. Peroxide, huh. baking soda, dish detergent. We couldn't find peroxide, so instead we bought vinegar. <laughs> and then when we poured them all in the bottle, we remembered, yes, that vinegar and baking soda creates a science experiment volcano, which it did in the spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you an adventurous weekend. Yeah. <laughs> did, the, did the hotel... Management think you were like cooking meth or something? Probably. They probably do now. (laughs) And then wherever you spray this baking soda solution, when it dries, it leaves baking soda powder all over. So the next time we came back from our our room, we're like, what the heck is all over everything in here? Like, what's on like the side of the dresser and the TV? Oh, is this when I was on the phone with you? 
Probably. And you're like, it looks like it's like wet everywhere or something. What's going on? (laughs) It's like, okay, I'm going to (laughs) go. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. I also showed you that when I bought these pants, here they are. Steve's new pants. Oh, this is Because my other ones were stinky (laughs) and I didn't pack any extra pants. It was a short trip. So I went to buy some at the mall and their fitting rooms are closed because of COVID. And I was like, gosh, dang it. Like, I'm not going to buy pants that I haven't tried on because. Because you need them right then. Well, and plus, I swear sizes mean nothing. Like. You you can buy the exact same size of the exact same brand of the exact same pant and it'll be totally different fit. So can we please tell every girl that everywhere size does not matter when <laughs> it comes to clothing? It's all over the board. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so you couldn't try your pants on it. <laughs> so, I was like, well, what do I do? I'm not going to buy them. And then I just kind of looked around and I was like, you know, this is a pretty private little corner of the store. So you dropped your drawers <laughs> sure and did. tried them on. Tried them on. <laughs> and they fit. That's so. Then you just walk out. Well, I put I oh. <laughs> put my shorts back on. I went and paid for them. But oh, that was nice of you to yeah. actually pay for them. Yeah. You should have just taken the tag. And still <laughs> just like them. thrown my butt up on the countertop and been like, "Here, ring these up." There's the there's the skew on the back. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Yeah. Well, that sounds like an adventure. It was. It's a good time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody who's been sprayed by a skunk. Now you do. Yeah, I didn't either. You're yeah. welcome. I mean, I've heard of dogs getting sprayed by skunks, but. Yeah. Here's the weird thing, though, is I didn't know I had been sprayed. I just, I heard some little animal scurrying away in the bushes. Actually, it sounded like a big animal. And I was like, good grief, what is that? It was like big enough <laughs> that I knew it wasn't a squirrel or something. Because it was dark out when I was out there. And then immediately after that, I was like, oh my gosh, it smells like a skunk out here. Super bad. And it wasn't until I went back up to the room and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's still freaking reeks like a skunk clearly it's me so so it's not like i knew it or it wasn't an action i was aware of it's not like i felt it it's not like you get wet no do you think your hotel neighbors knew i don't know hotel i'm sure if anyone walked past me they knew (laughs) i'm sure it's like yeah anyways I don't uh, think I've ever heard them called hotel, hotel neighbors. neighbors. <laughs> I'm going to start saying hi, neighbor, to everybody at a hotel now. <laughs> what else do you call them? I know. It's a good description. It's accurate. Okay. I helped a guy find his room. He couldn't find his room number. <laughs> he, I literally had watched him walk up and down the hallway multiple times, just clearly frustrated as heck. And I'm just like, hey, how's it going? He's like, I cannot find room 244. I'm like, it should be right over here next to 242. Sure enough, it was. <laughs> it was just like kind of in a corner and the number was in a weird spot. Hmm. Basically, I saved a life this weekend. <laughs> Good job, Steve. You are a life saver. Mm-hmm. Was this before the skunk or after the skunk smell? It was after. This was the next day. Oh. Important details. Yep. And it would have been funny if you still smelled like skunk. No, I would not. <laughs> Steve, no, how were the grapes? Stay. we just had dinner together and heard all of steve's stories from the weekend we also went to one of the vineyards and tasted some grapes yeah lots of them and at some point i said you know we should stop eating these or we're probably going to give ourselves the runs it was too late (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'd already eaten enough (laughs) good job steve all right, enough of these awful stories from yeah. the weekend. Let's carry <laughs> so on. So it was an amazing weekend. Mm-hmm. 
so good. You don't have anything else you want to The tell rest us? of it was good. The wine tasting was good and such. That's good. I know that's all I have. Okay, fine. Fine. I just feel like story time tonight. I got nothing. Oh, I have some. Although it was my birthday week. It was, it was. Matt's birthday week. Yeah. We ended up going to dinner on Matt's birthday. The three of us and the three children. Plus the children. Yeah, that was fun. Unplanned. Yeah, we were supposed to leave town for Matt's grandma's funeral. Yep. But then it all just got too stressful. And then it just seemed like a bad idea because of Corona. And so we stayed home and watched it virtually. And it wasn't just was because it? of Corona. No, as I, I said, it was you were stressed. Out. Yeah. Matt's been stressed at work. Yep. Did you ask how it was? The funeral was good. Is yeah. that what you were wondering? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I was I was grateful that there was a uh, virtual option. Yeah, seen that. Why isn't there always a virtual option? I bet there will be from now on. Yeah, because so many people. I mean, last minute Weddings, travel funerals, and I bet. yeah, just seems like a great way to go. I bet funeral homes will just start making that part of their their yeah, offering. And that's what they do. They already have. This. Clearly, they've now invested in the equipment and whatever to do it. So yeah, it's a great option. Yeah. We may never have to go to anything ever again. Then I started thinking about my funeral. <laughs> Steve and Matt get mad at me because I tell them what I want for my funeral every once in a while. Jessica wants me to play my that one rendition of I Know That My Redeemer Lives. Yeah, Steve has an arrangement of I Know That My Redeemer Lives. So he's supposed to play that at my funeral. I don't remember it. What was I supposed to do? Well, I when remember. I die, it would be weird you better anyway. learn it. It'd be weird? It would be weird. You're playing at my funeral. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay now it's weird. <laughs> um, I think you're supposed to speak. What was I supposed to do? Did Just I told speak. you this week? Yeah. I told you this week that I would like a catered luncheon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not ham and funeral potatoes. Funeral potatoes. <laughs> well, I do like funeral potatoes. I don't like Do any that. of our listeners not know what funeral potatoes are? We should probably explain. No. The just, Mormon no, listeners just do. just let them... Just if you don't potatoes? know what funeral potatoes are, send us a message. I want to know. And Jessica who will make doesn't. you some funeral potatoes. I'll, <laughs> I'll mail them to you. I'll ship you funeral potatoes if you don't know what they are. I'm not shipping them. What? Be a mess. <laughs> no, wouldn't then I just freeze them, and then you put them on ice and ship them. I wonder if we ever lose <laughs> That'd be the listeners gift. in the first few minutes of our episodes when this is the kind of stuff we talk about. <laughs> Anyways, those are requests for my funeral so far. Thus far. There you go. I feel like I had another request for you, Matt, but I don't remember. So what are we discussing tonight? We're discussing how to be goodly neighbors and not get angry about fences. A goodly neighbors? I was wondering if we were going to bring this up now or later. No, I'm going to bring it up right now. Matt has some strong feelings about being a goodly neighbor. (laughs) Not a hotel neighbor. A real neighbor. (laughs) Fence neighbor. (laughs) Yeah, so we're replacing our fence around our whole house. And we have six neighbors, you guys. So we touch six neighbors. Six. It's crazy. With our fence. That is crazy because you guys have like this weird shaped lot. Yes. Because we're on a cul-de-sac. Yeah. Steve. And three of our neighbors are now angry at us. Two of them were not, didn't want to work with us. It's just, it's a complicated scenario. Well, we're just moving the fence line to where our actual property line is, and right. people are mad. Right. And then, and we found out it was about the grapes. 
you know, <laughs> speaking it was, of which, don't eat those. One was mad about grapes. He didn't want us to, he didn't want to be held responsible or liable for his grapevines ruining a fence. Oh, his grapevines would look so good growing on your fence? No. No. Maybe. They might. <laughs> they yeah. might. Anyways, once we got that sorted out, we could finally put the fence in, but it delayed us about a week. Two weeks now? No, well, it was just a week it delayed us. Well, okay. And then the other neighbors who weren't mad all of a sudden got mad because it's taken longer to get the fence up. Yeah. And we heard, Matt heard a lot from them the other day. Oh. And we were going to like... She we- basically told me <laughs> that if you would have had your ducks in a row, you could have done this fence in one day. In a day. And what was your response, Matt? Because, <laughs> because Matt's proud of this response. <laughs> I said, well, sometimes ducks get sick and die. <laughs> and you have to figure it out. <laughs> Matt was not in the mood to be I was approached. Not, I, he yeah. was already stressed out of his mind. He's already and dealing then... with some dead ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then this Karen comes along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super Karen. Matt doesn't like the Karen. <laughs> he feels bad about using that. Yeah. Why do you know a Karen? <laughs> well, we I know, know lots, lots of, of Karens. Oh. <laughs> he just feels, I don't know. Yeah. Poor Karen. It is. <laughs> Who's the original Karen? I don't know. I don't who, even, how did this get started? Who behaved so inappropriately that their name now represents this entitled mis- behavior <laughs> in yeah. society as a whole? That's just sad. This is the sad thing. It's like we were ready. We're like, okay, you know what? We understand people get frustrated. This person has a lot on their plate right now. And the fence, yes, it has taken longer than planned. So we were totally like Matt no and I were going to take something to him after it was done and be like, hey, we really appreciated your patience. You know, not taking them anything now. Well, true that. then they well, no, because now they called the city on us and we got a warning from the city. About what? That our fences it up. About not having a fence up and we have a pool. Are you required right? to have a fence? Oh, no, we're not because the pool has a locking cover. Oh, okay. So if you have a locking cover, you don't have to have a fence. Okay. So, so did you dispute it? No. I, we even got fine. It was just a warning. I don't think the people, I think, walked up and saw the fences in progress. So. Well, tell him hello. <laughs> Steve I know him personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From when I had fence drama with my neighbors. Oh, it's Ridiculous. just like, what yeah. are we supposed to do? We can't. I'm trying to remember There's his nothing name. we can do. And that's what I told her. I said, look, we're trying our hardest. Things didn't go as planned. We're sorry. It'll get done. And she's all up in arms because uh, she doesn't have any privacy now. I'm like. We can't see into their backyard. We can't see anything. Except a couple spots. Uh, So anyways. Anyways. So I have this urge to walk around naked in my my own home now. Are you going to tell them what you actually wanted to do on Saturday? I wanted to mow my lawn in a banana hammock. (laughs) (laughs) And I've told him that since this whole thing went down, he wasn't allowed in the backyard. (laughs) So I took care of all the leaves and the yard work and stuff, which is fine. I don't mind doing it. But it's like I will be the buffer here. Like, don't even... So Matt was just on the roof in his banana hammock. Yeah. yeah. So then he just got ho, up there ho, and was ho. dancing. <laughs> wow. Early Christmas. Oh man, <laughs> it's been a great few weeks. Yeah. So stress at work, stress with the fence. It really is stressful for Your me. Your grandma passed away. My grandma passed away, and then family stress, and yeah, it's been a lot. But we're doing okay in general. That's just life. Yeah. Goes up and down. And that's the thing is that I keep telling myself this is just temporary. 
just just temporary. This life. <laughs> <laughs> this week. Both. <laughs> this day. Steve so. got skunked and had the runs, but he had a great weekend. So. I did. It was still a good I know. Weekend. That's what I'm saying. It's like you can see the best in any situation, right? Uh-huh. You make the most of it. Just plug, it's interesting plug because your nose. just on Friday, I received this big shipment from one of our clients of a sweatshirt. And on the sweatshirt, it says, see good in all things. Huge letters, see good in all things. And I'm sitting there checking in. I think there's like 125 of these sweatshirts. And you're like, get this crap out of my face. No, <laughs> no. I was like, I want to send one of these sweatshirts to my neighbor of here. Yeah, because they, they wouldn't things. find that passive aggressive at all. <laughs> That's why we didn't mm, do it. Yet. oh man (laughs) yeah yeah so that's been our week yeah so speaking of swag we do also have our own t-shirts yes we have new swag we've got three different types of t-shirts we've got a couple tanks out there and we're gonna have more holiday swag coming soon sorry no bro tanks yet no bro tanks yet guys we need a good bro tank i feel like we need one so yeah We're going to be coming with that. And I have a live lesson coming up on Thursday, November 5th. Sign up for that. Come learn about how to find joy in life amidst hard things. Is your dad going to be on that live lesson for his birthday? (laughs) Oh, I should have my dad join me. Maybe not. He's good about teaching about joy, actually. (laughs) About living with no regrets. Anyways, we'll be going over those topics. So join me. November 5th. This is for anyone. For the live lesson. Anyone. Anyone's welcome. You can be there. And it's free. It's totally free. You can just go register on the link in our bio. It'll take you right there. By that time, Steve had a new job for about a week. Yeah. (laughs) Are we just going to spill all the dirt now? I guess so. Or should we wait until the next recording to talk about Steve's new job? Okay. We're going to wait until the next recording to talk about Steve's new job. Cliffhanger. (laughs) I'm so nervous. Steve does look a little nervous. You haven't even started the job yet. To hear the details of Steve's new job. (laughs) Okay. We do actually have a topic this week, you guys. But I think we've all just been kind of avoiding talking about it. We're not avoiding talking about it. I'm just kidding. We were just talking about other things. Matt's looking at me like, what do you mean? Yeah, I wasn't avoiding anything. I'm not saying you were. Oh, you were? All of us. Steve said he didn't want to record. He's too tired. It's true. <laughs> All right. We're going to be talking about when Anne moves out of Jack's house. Yeah. For the first time. First time. Yes. Which was pretty significant to us because it switched like custody schedule a lot of the times, and yep. which was totally fine. We were happy to help. She moved out and it was February. Into her own apartment. Into her own apartment. But first she, I mean, like she contacted us and she was scared. Yeah. And I remember considering letting her come live at our house for a little bit. I remember that too. If she And I was to. like, no, maybe then, just a night. <laughs> Which yeah. house were you in at this point? The, the tiny one. The 24th oh, okay. street. <laughs> but it, I mean, she could have stayed in one of the kids' rooms. But yeah. uh, but then again, we did not have a door on our bedroom. Or, or a wall. <laughs> and that's the thing is we decided that wasn't like going to be good for anybody. Yeah. So the next best thing was, hey, let's call Steve. Let's see if <laughs> Steve has room for her at his hotel. At my hotel. Yeah. And so Steve. Which you did. And let I did. her stay for a week mm-hmm. for mostly free. And then Matt and I, I think, paid for the rest of that. Yes. 
because we wanted to make sure she was taken yeah, care of. Yeah, and, and the stipulation was, I don't, I want to be somewhere where Jack doesn't know where I'm at. Yeah. Right. And that's why, honestly, our house was probably a good option. Because, like, he's not going to think yeah. she'd be at our house. But then the the hotel worked out great because we could put her there without her name on it. And mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, we all kind of came together for a while. Yeah. Like, the four of us. Yeah, she was there. And I was happy to help. Like, I had that resource oh, available. Yeah. She was in need. And, like, like, I know at some point she came down and was just like, hey, thank you so much for doing this for me. And I'm just like, no, I'm totally happy to. Like, Yeah. Like... I, I remember you saying, look, your children are, is my child's step yeah. sister and They're brother. part of her and life. I was like, I totally have an interest in your well-being and making sure you're taken care of. So I'm happy to do this. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> feeling, again, that excitement of, not excitement, but like. Relief. Hope, hope of, okay, maybe this is like, maybe this relationship's going to be better. Because this, this was your chance to have her back when she needed it. Yeah, to show to her that her we're supportive and mm-hmm. and that we're there for her. And still to this day, honestly, if something happened like that, like, we would help. But I just, yeah. So it was an interesting time. I remember, so she did eventually get an apartment. So she was she was at your hotel for two weeks? I don't know. I think just a week. I think it was just a week. Okay. And then she was able to find a place to live. Got her into an apartment. <laughs> we helped get her into the apartment. Matt and yeah. I did. Steve gave her pennies. Now, bed. when you say we helped, what are you talking about? Financially. Yes. Yes. I didn't take my moving truck there. No. No. Financially, we helped. You didn't have a moving truck yet. <laughs> no. Well, you get what I'm saying. I didn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. No, we helped financially. We weren't involved in the actual move, But I do remember but... this. I remember that even my parents helped out because she needed... Bunk beds. Yeah, she needed beds. And my parents were like, hey, we have extra bunk beds. Like, she can have them. Yeah. And Steve gave her another bed yeah, for Penny had her other daughter. Her little toddler bed. Toddler bed. And I made curtains for the windows in the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really like this whole moment of coming together, which was so nice. So yeah, it was just, I mean, in like, Anne was eating dinner at our house occasionally. We were taking yep. the kids when she needed to work. Including um, the, her, her other daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were taking her when needed as well. I remember Jack's mom coming to our house one day with yeah. their daughter to drop her off or pick her up or something. Yeah, because she was she'd been she'd spent basically the whole day with her. And, yeah. Um she, Yeah. So I mean it was it was interesting. We also, at this time, so we were we were hopeful that maybe we could start repairing this relationship a little bit and get things in a good place. Like, not that they were in a horrible place, but just better communication and a little more trust. Trust. That's exactly the word I was thinking. And we also did that happen. I felt like it did for a little it bit. Did for a little bit. Yeah, for a little for bit sure. for a few months. I think it felt pretty good. We got the kids in counseling. Yeah. And that was a big deal. I remember for like Matt and I discussed it a lot just because that's a lot of change. Jack had been around for a long time. There was a lot going on. The kids were telling us a lot more about what had been happening at that house. And we just felt like it was the right time to help get them some support. And so they were in counseling for a while. I wasn't, I mean, I was involved like the first little bit and then I was not involved in that anymore. Now, when you say you were involved first a little bit, what does that mean? So 
I, 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 I actually filled out the forms. I don't remember you going to any of their counseling appointments. I took them to one. But you just. You I, I never went in with them. Right. Ever. No, I was never involved. Like this was their counseling. I was not going to be there unless the counselor asked me to come in for something. But I, I don't remember ever going into any of their counseling appointments. Right. And even like Penny, we took her to counseling for a while and I only went in once when the counselor asked me to. Like this is... Different time frame though, wasn't that way Different later? time frame, yeah. yeah. But it's the kids counseling and I wanted them to have a space where they could be honest about what they were feeling between all of our houses. Like it's a lot to take in and and yeah, I mean, Jack and Anne had been together since your kids were little. Yeah. Like... Since their half-sister was born. Yeah, it had been like five. Or even before then. Five years at that point, you know, something like that. And so these people were a big part of their lives. Anyways, so we got them set up in counseling. It was like six years of their life. Anyways, it was a long, it was a long time. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking of what grades they were in at this time. And, you know. Penny had just started kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was a interesting time for just tons of changes going on. And I remember in that time, like when things were feeling better, and I guess this was when they started, I started to realize they weren't better. There was a miscommunication between Penny and Sarah one day. I know I've heard this story, but I don't recall details. Oh, man. The three kids were outside playing at our house and Anne was coming to pick up Sarah and Hank and like in a couple hours and the girls had some discussion and Sarah thought that Penny said that I hated Anne and Penny came running into me just sobbing, just bawling as she's like, Sarah thought that I said that you hate her mom and I know you don't hate her mom. And like, I mean, she's itty bitty. She's kindergartner and she's trying to explain all this to me, you know, and I'm like, okay, it's okay. Like, let's have a conversation about this. Let's get Sarah in here. And it's also one of the first times that I remember feeling like Hank was very aware of what he was doing in using his mom to get what he wanted. Because he heard this whole thing, the miscommunication, all of that. and. He stayed outside until she got there and went straight to her and told her. And at that point, by the time she got there, Sarah and Penny and I had all had a conversation and resolved the issue. So Penny had actually said, I think your mom hates my mom. Just because everything that had been going on, things were tight. And kids sense those things. And Penny also told me when she came in, she's like, I shouldn't have said that. I don't know why I said it. When you say things were tight, did you mean things were tense? Tense. Tight. Okay. Yeah, like it was tensions were up at this point. Yeah. And so the girls and I had this whole conversation, a very logical conversation of me talking to Sarah and saying, listen, you know, I do not hate your mom. And showed her examples of like, I wouldn't do these things if I hated your mom. And plus, she's your mom. Like, I'm never going to hate your mom. And having this whole conversation, and by the end, the girls were totally fine. They were playing again by the time Anne got there. And I remember watching, because I remember kind of thinking, like, where's Hank? Like, where's he at? And I saw him as soon as Anne's car drove into the driveway. He, like, beelined it it to her window. 
and to tell her the news, to tell her everything that happened. But he didn't know everything that happened. He just knew part of the story. She came in and was obviously ticked, walks out with Sarah, doesn't really talk to me at all. And they leave. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so bad. I remember going to my parents and just bawling and just being like, I don't know what's going to happen. I told you about it. And you were really frustrated with me on this one. And I told you, like, I thought everything was okay. I thought I had resolved the issue. I didn't think it was going to be a continued issue, but it was because, yeah, because it's that he said, she said stuff of yeah. things getting passed around. Yeah. And, and instead of, of communicating, right, communicating with us as the parents of figuring yeah. out what, what's going on, Anne has, it seems as though Anne has always like taken the kid's word as gospel. Yeah. Like, this is what the kids are saying. This is what is actually happening. Yeah. And so that's been, that's been a struggle even to this day of, it, it, there's no communication directly with me. It's all through the children. And that is not right. No. Mm. Well, and it just creates a lot of tension on the kids, but it also lets them manipulate the situation. And kids, I mean, want it. even yeah. between like parents in a nuclear family, whatever, you know, <laughs> they try and do that all the time to right. try and say, well, dad said I could do that. It's not mm -hmm. uncommon. Penny's done this with us during yeah. this time. Yeah. <laughs> and then you throw divorced parents and exes yes. into the mix. It's like. They're going to try that because yeah. they're kids mm -hmm. and they're trying out boundaries and figuring out what doesn't work. I remember one time during this time, Steve was at our house at the same house to pick up Penny and Penny went to the bathroom. Did we already talk about yeah, this? Yeah, you did. And her, like, Steve's like, oh, I gotta go wipe her butt. And I looked at him and I'm like, you are wiping her butt? Still? Still. <laughs> and Penny's like, could hear us. She's in on the toilet. <laughs> and Steve's like, Penny! She's like, uh-oh. I was like, well, what do you mean? Are you saying that you don't anymore? I had never wiped her butt. As soon as I taught her how to potty train herself, she wiped her own butt. She had you convinced for years. Not years. <laughs> it would have been yeah. years at this point. <laughs> but I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm saying... Penny worked it. Kids do these things. Yeah. Like, even the... You know, it doesn't matter the kid. It doesn't yeah. matter... There's good kids. They're just feeling out the boundaries and figuring out what they can get away with. <laughs> Penny's was deep wiping yeah, How her long butt. she can get her dad to keep wiping her butt for. Well, one of the realizations that I had with this experience was the fact that my child, Hank, was, he showed this action that he was rewarded. Yeah. For telling something that could have been a secret of some sort. Right. Yeah. Well, and telling something that he knew would, would cause drama. Yeah. yeah. There was a contentious, sensitive subject. Yeah. Potentially contentious. Yeah. And so that's, yeah. It just, it, it made me really sad just walking through this whole scenario of what I was really going to deal with for the next. However So long. Jessica, you yeah. said, Matt, that, that Matt was upset at you about this one. What were you upset about, Matt? I... Do you remember? I was upset with... Uh, Obviously, the situation is upsetting, but yeah. were you upset with Jessica? Well, at, at any time, like, and again, Penny was a kindergartner. Penny was, you know, a, a small child. But at, at any time, like, 
where is some where is a child going to be learning the language right and this is where i was like have you ever said that kind of a kind of stuff and i don't know and that was my next question is jessica what do you think had been said or done that led penny to say your mom must hate my mom yeah well we've talked before that the fact that penny's very intuitive to how mm-hmm. i'm feeling like i remember during our divorce and stuff she was just always very aware of when i was having a hard day and mm-hmm. Even now, like Matt and I, like you and I had that argument the other night and she was the only one out of the three kids that made it apparent to me that she was paying attention to what was going on. I knew the other two knew that you were upset, but Penny was the only one that made it clear to me that was like, okay, is everything okay type thing, you know? And so I think she, she was around me all the time and I'm sure she just felt that tension of trying to interpret this as a little kid of what's going on. And those are the words they have, right? Right. Oh, they must hate somebody or they must not like that person or something. Anything you would have said or done differently? Probably. I'm sure there was. And so Matt's, Matt's complaint to me in all of this was, well, you should have talked to Anne when she got there. And, and my whole thing was, I thought it had been dealt with. I thought talking to the girls, we were fine. I didn't know at the time that Hank had been involved at all. Nobody had told me that. Right. So I didn't think there was any issue to deal with. And I knew the girls weren't going to carry that on. They had moved past it. Yeah, they were little kids. And I'd always seen the girls like they had arguments and they moved on. And we like it was fine. Like literally they were playing together and everything. So I just didn't realize it was an issue until I saw Hank go to the car and then Anne walk in the way she did. And I was like, what the crap just happened? Well, and that's where, the, and that's was, where I felt like the conversation so should have had. fast mm. that it was like, I didn't have time to process that. Yeah. But yes, ideally, I would have had that conversation. But also. It's an intimidating I scenario. And yeah. I already, whenever I saw Anne at this point, usually started shaking. Because things were that tenuous that I, I was not okay with it and hadn't I didn't know how to set up boundaries at that point that protected me enough to be able to engage with her. Tentious, new word. Tentious. <laughs> I have all sorts of new Tense. words. Contentious. So it was just a lot. And yes, that is probably a situation that I really could have done better at. Right. So was there a chance for resolution down the road with him? No. 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 And I I mean like during this time as well, I mean, things just started getting more and more intense. I remember one day there was something going on with counseling and Anne was dropping. She she wanted to take him to the counselor, which was fine because Matt was at work and I was not to be involved at all in that point, And that was fine. And so she had picked him up and then she was meeting me at the Y parking lot to drop them off. Something had happened at the counselor's office. And this might have been when she saw the paperwork and realized it was all in my handwriting. Yeah. Even though I, you and I consulted on it together. What paperwork is this? I wrote it out for the for counselor. The counseling. Okay. But I wrote it. And so I think at that point, I think that's what you guys were arguing about. But the kids get out of the car and she's on the phone with Matt. And I know she's on the phone with Matt because I think you had given me a heads up about that. And... I mean, she's just going off on him and the kids are just standing there like. Going off about what? 
they're going off about Matt. And, and I, like I said, I'm pretty sure this was about the paperwork at the counseling. Because I didn't she was fill mad out the paperwork. That he didn't fill it it's out. It's not in my handwriting. Yeah. But she was included on it. Her information Saying was that it on been there. You because you're. Yes. Okay. Instead and, of their stepmom. Yeah. And like I said, Matt and I filled it out together. This was totally a joint thing, but I'm helping him because okay. I'm supporting him in the ways I can. Because she's my wife. Yeah. Too. Like she can do this. Right. Anyways. It's not against the law no. for my wife to fill out some things about my children. Mm-hmm. But it was just crazy standing there in that parking lot at the Y getting these kids and she's just yelling at Matt and going off and. I was just like, oh my gosh. And I just like waved and smiled <laughs> like sheepishly and was like, I don't know. And was like, we're leaving and walked away with the kids. And she was fine with that as far as I know. Yeah. But man, it was just stuff like that was happening more and more. A lot more like arguing. And it was very apparent that we need to figure out a way to communicate better because it wasn't working. When you say we, who are you talking about? You and I and Anne. Right. Like there needed to be a better way that all of this was being handled, especially for the kids' sake. I mean, it, it's, it wasn't great for anybody. Right. But, yeah. So Maybe. what's the takeaway from this? Like, So that's, uh, I was actually just going to say Like someone listening that. to this. This is the thing is, I think, yes, there are things that all of us could have done better at the beginning. There are also things that we could have let go of more. Like, that's the whole point is if something bothers you that happens, approach your co-parent in a way that is approachable. Like, that's going to create a, a conversation that's productive instead of just lashing out. So, okay, Maybe I shouldn't have filled out those forms with Matt. Maybe I should have just let Matt write him, write him out. And sure. But that is something she could have brought up. And the next time we could do, like, I wouldn't do that. And that is something I will never because do Because clearly again. she was taking it as... I'm trying to step Jessica's in. trying to put our, my kids yes. in counseling or something. Yeah. And so I think it's just, you know, there are going to be so many boundaries that you have to figure out what works for you and what to put in place and what doesn't work for you in any co-parenting situation and just be aware that it's probably better to start stepping way back and then ease into it. And and I'm thinking... I don't know. And just communicate in a way that will have a productive outcome. Well, and also, like if your kid comes to you and tells you some story that... That sounds outrageous. Like, I, I'm trying to think of an example with Penny, but I know there have been a few scenarios where she's come and told me something that was said or done. And my first thought is, well, one, I could take offense to it. But two, yeah. just like, mm, it doesn't sound like something they would have said. Yeah. Like, tell me more details here and let's, like, sure, there's another side to the story that needs to be yeah. entertained here. And almost always when that has happened, you or I have called each other. And or said, hey, texted what is this and said, thing that hey, Penny's telling me about that. Uh, yeah, you know, can you explain this to me? Like, what happened? And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And I see why she would think. But that. you're seeing, I mean, these kids are seeing this through their own eyes, through these yeah. little kids with the understanding. Filter. Of, yeah, you know, it's very limited. And so there's more to it usually than what this kid's saying. And that is why the state requires you to go through a parenting class mm-hmm. to keep the children out of the middle. Yeah. And I mean, that is the biggest thing, right? Right. Even in a marriage, 
when you're in a nuclear family, again, going back to that, that's a big deal of right. not using your kids against each other. No, that is um, toxic and yeah, will ruin a lot of things. Yeah. One of the things that I, I mean, I was listening to one of my friends, he was doing a Facebook live just this last weekend and he's like, he basically ended his Facebook live and, and this guy, he's a father of nine. Like Whoa. he has nine children. And he ended his Facebook live with, I'm almost done. Yeah. I'll be right there. Just wait. <laughs> no, he ended. He ended. <laughs> That's what I was picturing. With nine kids. <laughs> he ended his Facebook live with this little tidbit. He said, look, as parents, you need to give yourselves more grace. Yeah. Especially if you have multiple children. Sure. That first kid that you maybe messed up, messed up on, messed something up, like you've now learned. And give yourself some grace for, okay, you've gone through that situation. This is now I know how I would go through the next situation like that. And don't be hard on ourselves for going through this situation where the miscommunication by our children was the, yeah, was the issue. Yeah. Right. And now we know, okay, this is how I would approach it now. Yeah. So, yeah, just take every, Everything that you go through and learn from it and grow and figure out how you can make it work for you and the co-parent. And just as Matt's saying, give the other person grace, man. Mm. Like we are all going to make mistakes on this along this way, but give each other some grace because it goes a long way into how willing you are to communicate with the other person. If Steve shows me a little bit of grace, then I am more willing to tell him other times that I mess up and vice versa. Don't you mm. agree? Mm-hmm. Like it just makes such a big difference. And that that's any relationship, but becomes so important in a co-parenting relationship for sure. And the other thing that I keep saying lately is let go of your ego, man. <laughs> it's going to be a humbling experience. Just let yourself put your guard down, apologize, take ownership of your crap and ideally, and take ownership of where you're doing well as, as well own those things anything else good takeaways i just always worry a little bit when we're you know it's one thing when it's the intense ones (laughs) well no like when we're talking about stuff that went down with you guys and Anne, because we are only getting we are only able to present one side of the story it was a different scenario like jessica when you and i were telling our story both of us are here matt and jessica you two telling your story you're both here it's a different thing when it's yeah. You guys talking about what went down no. with Anne because she's not here and just can't be here to to share their side of the story. So I just always want to make sure we're yeah. talking about like But this is why we're why sharing. Why we're sharing yes. is that there is something to learn from this and oh, absolutely. something to be taken away, not and, just Yeah. And this is the other thing is we also get that all co parenting relationships are going to look different. You have to figure out what works for you, for your co parent, for your kids, and whatever that is, if it works that's great. Like we understand we have two very different situations and that's okay. Yeah. If the fact is that you cannot talk with that other person and that works for you guys, that's great. Yeah. It's okay. Give yourself some grace in that and allow that to be okay. Yeah. All right. Have a good week, y'all. Thanks everybody. Don't forget to sign up for the live lesson and go check out our new swag. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Here at Husband in Law and the Bold Logic, we believe that there are six values that can really make your relationship amazing and take it to the next level. Those values are love, appreciation, acceptance, 
kindness, respect, and understanding. Today, I wanted to give you guys a challenge for appreciation. We want you guys to go and let somebody know that they are appreciated today. That can be as simple as sending a text, writing a letter, making a phone call. Maybe you pick up something special for them at the grocery store, just something small to let them know that you're thinking about them and you appreciate what they're doing. We've encouraged you to do this before and we are going to extend this challenge again. Go do it today. A little appreciation goes a long way.